Rise up, Derek. I'm alive. You are. Where am I? In the morgue. Who shot? You... you were dead. But I healed your wounds so that you could glorify my name. I have brought you safely through the shadows of the Valley of Death. And I have called upon you to serve me in the holy war against my enemy. Who are you? I am God, Derek. It's nothing that a good night's sleep and a soft bed won't cure. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Oh, that actually just sounds nice. I feel like that's like the the least awkward comment to start an episode that you've ever read. It's not that bad. Not yeah, that it bad. just sounds nice. It's nice. It's nice. Nice soft bed. You know, every once in a while, you're just a little bit soothing for us. Do you like a soft bed or a hard bed? Mm, I like a, a hard bed. Hard bed? I mean, I, I like something that's a little firm. Firm? Me too. I like the firm bed. Yeah, we can I, like all, the firm I don't want to sleep on the floor, but, you know, if it's too soft, I'm going to get some back pain. I like the firm, that movie. Oh, Isn't that's it? right. Is it Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise? Yeah. yeah. Pelican Brief. What's that? Another, also, a different also movie? movie about lawyers. <laughs> Legal thrillers. <laughs> that's right. Legal thrillers and chillers. That's right. Well, write us in and let us know what kind of bed you prefer. You can write us at HighlanderRewatch at gmail.com. Or, or if you prefer join. the Pelican Brief. Oh, or... that's right. <laughs> yeah, let us know what your favorite legal thriller is also. Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> that's uh, a good I one. wish my job was more thrilling as a lawyer. <laughs> as a lawyer? Aaron Brockovich is shark teeth. That's thrilling. I'm sorry, what? Julie Roberts. She has shark teeth? She has a lot of teeth. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? Is that true? Yeah. Does she have like an oh, extra teeth? Oh, she just has a big smile. I think she has a big smile. Does mm. she have like extra teeth though? I think she has extra teeth. Whoa, too. cool. Extra teeth too. Huh. Also on the, the legal thrill, Tom Cruise, he's got a tooth right in the middle there. That's right. Huh. How about I, this? Yeah. <laughs> Kicking it off with a bang. Anyway, Islander Rewatched, we're here to talk about the episode Little Tin God. But before we talk about this episode, Kyle's laughing hysterically because this is an insane opening to this episode. Insane. Unless do you want to talk about the Pelican Brief more? Was Gene <laughs> never, Hackman in that movie? I've never seen it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I Gene Hackman's in that movie. I don't remember. I who there's a whole it. Thirty Rock episode about it. Mm. Just makes me think of uh, a bird. A bird. That's right. Wearing pants. <laughs> Why is he wearing pants? Because of brief. Uh, oh, his briefs. Pelican. Briefs. I thought it was a cartoon pelican that wore pants somewhere, but mm. the stork that. Uh, well, it's a. It's a stork. stork Whatever a animal pelican. you're about to describe. Yeah. That pickle stork? Yeah. What's a pickle stork? The, 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 from Velasic or whatever. Yeah. Oh, you're right. He Does Does he deliver pickles? I never thought about I think him so. as a character. But he's not <laughs> a character. Not a pelican. He's a stork. 
Oh, well. We're talking storks. More like dorks. Let's talk about the Highlander Rewatch catalog. And I think play she said game. more like stores. More like <laughs> more stores. Like stores. Yeah, more like stores. Catalog <laughs> store. <laughs> All right. So at the top of every episode, we revisit the Highlander catalog and play a little game. This week, we're going to be looking at the 1999 catalog. Kyle and Eamon, I'm going to read you a product description out of the magazine. The magazine. It's, it's got long-form articles in it. Uh, coffee, the coffee table quality brochure. That's right. Uh, so I'm going to read you a description, and you're both going to try to guess the price. And whoever gets it first gets to give their episode star rating at the end. Ooh. All right. So you guys ready? We are ready. Duncan Sword Keeps. What? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Correct. Say, say, say those three words again. Duncan's Sword Keeps. Duncan sword keeps. Sword Go keeps. on. These are to, well. I'll let the description do the dis- talking describing. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan sword keeps. The sword is the Highlander's most sacred of items. Duncan knew that well. That's why he, that he knew his own opinion well. <laughs> yeah, that's why his were proudly displayed on the wall of his studio. And nope. <laughs> <laughs> And not stashed away, yeah, under his bed or tucked into the closet next to his tennis racket and vacuum cleaner. Interesting. Yours shouldn't be hidden away either. Three legendary designs grace our Highlander's sword keep and honor the dignity of craftsmanship (laughs) of your beautifully forged weapons. How many ofs were in that sentence? The dignity of craftsmanship of these swords. (laughs) Uh, The the honor of dignity? Is that what it said? Three legendary designs grace our Highlander sword keeps and honor the dignity. Honor so honors the dignity. The dignity. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boy. You have such great dignity, I and I'd love to honor it, <laughs> honor it in some way. Hey, I would, if only, I but you only had a place to keep it. I just want to honor your dignity, though. I wouldn't mind Nothing that else. Yeah, all right. Hey, come over here and honor this dignity, <laughs> baby. Uh, the catalog goes on, because of course it does. <laughs> it says, cast in handsome, intricately designed pewter... The keeps are easily wall-mounted to distinctively display swords, either horizontal, horizontal, wow, horizontally. Mm-hmm. I always said horizontally, <laughs> horizontally, or vertically. Base measures four and a quarter inches. Is the word "keep" like a noun that I'm not aware of? In it this must be. Now there are sword keeps. There are three of these, and they're, I can't cover up all the prices at once. Also, I don't know why they listed them so differently but they're wall hangers guys oh i see now i can't show you these up Uh, close yet but there are three so i will uh there's the watcher sword keeps which is like why do watchers have swords yeah i don't know the the design it almost looks like the iron throne it's like these spiky things and then it's got just the watcher emblem Hmm. in the middle okay then there's the mcleod sword keeps from over here it looks like an african shield like an elongated vertical african Hmm. shield with a Design of Duncan's katana in the middle. How Highlandy! Yeah, how Highlandy. <laughs> and then the other one is the Highlander sword keeps. Oh. And those are I don't know. It's like kind of decorative floral, fleur de lis esque looking things. And it has the Highlander crest in the middle. And that's the crest that has like the picture of the castle. It says Highlander. Mm-hmm. Like it looks like a shield that they use for the convention. You know all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So those are your sword keeps, guys. How much do you think these cost? Hmm. Now the sword is around four hundred dollars. Let's keep Dope. that in mind. Okay. Amen. So these are pewter things to hold pewter. the sword. Pewter. Now pewter, that's like a, a, a type of metal? Yes. Pewter. I believe it's a soft metal. Pepe le pewter. Pepe le pewter. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Enchanté, mon chéri. Pewter too? Pokemon. Mew pewter. Mew pewter. Mew pewter. 
<laughs> oh, so boy. am I guessing are, are all of them priced? They're all the priced. Same? Yes. Are they priced to own? <laughs> they are priced to own. <laughs> okay. This whole catalog is actually this whole catalog is definitely not priced to own. No. I'm gonna guess it's sixty nine ninety eight. Sixty nine ninety eight up top. All right. I'm gonna Kyle. guess thirty nine ninety nine. You said sixty nine. Sixty nine ninety eight. Okay, and you said thirty nine ninety nine. The actual retail price is forty nine ninety five. Oh. So I win. Kyle wins. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes, indeedy. Yes, you do. Uh, so here, you guys can take yeah, a look I at Yeah, I got to see this. Uh, it's a winner. What do you guys my, think of these? Mine was all based on it being 10% of the cost of the item you were displaying, but let's see. <laughs> okay. I'm seeing... Okay, the Watcher thing very much does look like the Iron Throne. It almost looks like the Watcher symbol has a bunch of golf clubs sticking out from it. Yeah. It's quite strange. I really don't understand the McLeod Sword Keep at all. That, yeah, makes, right? that makes literally zero sense to me. And then the Highlander sword keeps. Those seem decent. I'm not really understanding what the symbol on top is, though. No. It literally looks like a, a shell. It's like, like decor- a, it's like a bunch of decorative stuff. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's not that specific. I also like the idea that the McLeod sword keep is like a picture of the sword that you would use to hang the sword. Like, Yeah, that's a little too meta. Yeah. I don't get it. Hey, man, what do you think of these guys? I don't know. These are dumb. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. This is the hard-hitting stuff. Yeah, this isn't anything uh, too particular. I don't think they're awful. Uh, for $50 for these two hooks, I don't know about that. Yeah, they're hooks. They are hooks. You could hang anything on this. Does that have to be a sword keep? Yes. <laughs> it's I... not a jacket keep, Amen. Could I keep my like spoon or yeah. ladle Do you think there's any this? like felt keeps. or rubber or anything on them? It doesn't mention that. It doesn't, doesn't mention it. Yeah. So I'm going to just say like It no. would be nice if there was just like a little bit of fabric there. So when you laid the open sword, it wasn't laying on metal. Yeah. But metal on metal. Yeah. Metal on metal. Cheek to cheek. But but Sword keeps. People in the keeps. Kyle really played for keeps on that sword keeps. That's, he sure did. Oh. Keeps. I win. That's right. Yeah, Kyle you won. You win. Great job. So you get to give us your rating first, Kyle. But now on to the dates and the deets of episode the little eight tin deets. of season five. That's right. Little tin deets. Little tin Little tin deets. That's right. Uh, little tin God is what we're talking about today. And he was directed by Rafal Selinski. Mr. Screwballs is back. Uh, this is his second and last episode of Highlander. He also directed the episode Money No Object. Money No. Money No. Money No. <laughs> this episode was written by Richard Gil- Gilbert Hill. Gilbert uh, Hill. This is his very first writing credit. Uh, total, of all things. Of all things. Of all things. Uh, and only Highlander episode. Uh, this guy is actually mostly an actor. Um, he did uh, a voice on SWAT Cats. Ooh. The Radical Squadron? That's right. Mm. What were their names? T-Bone. And Razor? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, he was also on Frasier, Third Rock from the Sun. Third Rock from the Sun. Third, from the sun. <laughs> third, third, third Rock from the, from the Sun. And Chicago Hope. My least favorite kind of hope. Yep. <laughs> this episode's got some guest stars. We got Andrew Divoff as Gabriel Larka. Not Gabriel. 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 Uh, this is his second Highlander episode. Anyone remember his first? Bad day in building A. That's right. Hey. Hey. Who he was he playing Bri- that? Brian Slade, the no, villain. villain. The villain. He plays He's back. Arthur Fonzarelli. <laughs> uh, so this guy's had a huge career, uh, ranging from MacGyver, the A-Team. He was a policeman in the movie Mac and Me. Ooh, no, nice. Mac connections, but... Two Mac things. Yeah. Which uh, is 
currently on the the newest season of Mystery Science Theater. Oh, so oh really? Mac and me, yeah, Great. he's on there. So uh, he was also down. Walker, Texas Ranger, uh, Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh shit! Yeah, and uh, he was in Lost and The Blacklist. I think he's pretty well known for his role in Lost. I think that was a couple episodes he did. So. Hmm. There you go. He's been, he's been around. He's a recognizable face. This episode also guest stars Roger Cross as Derek Worth. Uh, this guy's been in tons. Uh, he was in the Kamish, Stargate SG One, Outer Limits, Twenty Four, The L Word, X Files, and uh, X Men Two. He was one of the Secret Service dudes in the White House. But... Will Mitos was also in that. Holy shit! <laughs> oh God, David, are you okay from the Highlander references? <laughs> Eamon's having a quick Apparently, or an orgasm. The same Somebody thing. else in this episode, Steve Basic, who played Luke, was also in X-Men 2, X-Men United. Wow. It's a regular Highlander reunion. Dr. Hank McCoy. That's right. Also known as Beast. That's right. Beast Man. Not Kelsey Grammer. Not Kelsey Grammer. That's right, because Beast was only on the TV in X2. Yeah. He was just a talking head guy. A little Easter egg for the viewers. He was yeah. in the talking heads. That's right. He was in the talking heads. Stop making sense. Hi. Hi, 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 hi. Finally, this episode guest stars Kira Cavell as Koyantu. This is her first acting credit. She's done some guest spots and uh, on the new Charmed and Luther. Oh, yeah. I like Luther. Yeah. I also like Luther. I've only seen the first two or three seasons. There's a new one out, apparently. Oh. How about that? I like it. And Charmed. Kills I just kills on that. She's also in uh, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. Which I believe was the live-action Ninja Turtles show. Oh, that was a crazy show. And there was a girl. There was a girl turtle. Turtle. Childhood ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Girl turtle. There's a girl turtle. Don't Gr- rule. A girdle. Yeah, don't rule 34 that, whatever you do. What's rule 34? Do you not know what rule 34 is? Is that a genuine question, or is that for the people at home? Is that like Order 66 from Star Wars? Yes, it's <laughs> when they kill all the Jedi. No, I don't know what rule... 34? Rule 34. 34. It is a rule of the internet, mm-hmm. which oh, is... No. I'm like, oh, no. It involves... No to say, oh, no, already. Yeah. Which involves the simple question, does it exist? If the answer is yes, then there is porn of it. And this is the rule 34 of the internet. Mm-hmm. Rule 34 of the internet. Do you guys know the other rules? There actually are other rules. Are there other ones? By the oh. same... Do they go in order? List, but. Rule one, uh... Nothing bail on that. Yeah, yeah. no nope. bail on that. Okay, so if it exists, there's a, a there's, porn parody there's of porn it. Of it. So there's a, a female Ninja Turtle. So like any porn. So like you know, if you have crayons and you draw a picture of this teenage mutant Ninja Turtle getting railed by Splinter, <laughs> for example. <laughs> but you can find it. You, you, yeah. you, but you can find it on the internet. Yes, yes. But somebody scanned it and. And what site do I go to see these new turtles? <laughs> Google.com <Reddit>. image search. <laughs> Safe search off. Yeah. Okay. Well, this sounds neat. Yeah. So at home, if you guys are interested in that, check that out. Yeah. Eamon's brought that to the table. Please do. Please do. <laughs> I implore Join you. Join us, won't you? Yeah. Whatever. Do attend. Join do attend. me, do won't attend. you? Do attend. That is a reference to something called the Furnace Party in Philadelphia. Which took place, what, a month ago? Yeah. Yeah. Just Google it. Google I the Furnace Party I can't party explain it. It's the, most, it's the most insane thing, so. It's nuts. It is nuts. All right. These nuts. These nuts. Ready for the IMDb? My favorite presidential candidate. IMDb episode description. Immortal Larka is killing young people who will turn immortal, then making them believe he is God and has raised them from the dead to defeat his enemy, Satan. 
A.K.A. Duncan. <laughs> wow. That was an okay description. I guess so. It was concise. It was concise. Not too many details that could be Is refuted. Is that a run-on sentence? Yes. Yeah. Also, killing young people who will turn immortal. That's a confusing it sentence. It is a confusing sentence. If you're not familiar with the lore. That's right. The Lorca. The Lorca. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about how this episode opens. We're at a church. It's choir practice, guys. Uh, for a second, I thought this was just church. And I, I did like, too. And I was like, is the entire <laughs> congregation the choir? Right. Because there is someone in the audience. There's a couple people. I think, hold on, I counted, there are five people in the audience. One of them is a visitor because the camera zooms in and Larka is there. So there are, I was like, there are only four regular members of this church. Church and this guy. This also, guy. when there are only five people up there, how does he not recognize him later like this guy Lorca is there he's the only white person in a black church that has five people in the audience and he is creepy weird like he's he's very scary yes he's a scary looking individual like if this man entered anywhere and you were there you'd be like i need to watch out i need to call the police because he's freaky yeah also he kind of looks like general katana yes in highwinder he's got that michael Ironside. he does look like general katana Ooh, baby also the fact that like it is the the waters are muddied because the holy waters are muddied because like the choir is wearing their robes yeah why like, are they doing and it's that? like what like if this is just practice why are you wearing your robe yeah did maybe they're, maybe they're the get, practice robes yeah did you did you think we wouldn't get your gospel choir if you weren't <laughs> wearing robes i also like when the, the the rehearsal finishes they all disrobe right there and, and hand it, them to some just guy who's like oh shit like i gotta carry like 30 it, it is the character who will come oh, to right, learn his derek. name is derek and everyone just hands him their robe like he's their butler robe man the butler chief robe guy Sheriff robe guy. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Derek is the soloist of the the choir. He's got the voice of an angel. That's right. I found that confusing. Like the audio, or they didn't make it clear to me that he was, at least to me, maybe I'm an idiot. uh, It's that one. Yeah. (laughs) Who was was singing? That it was him. Well, it's it's hard to follow because it's like poor ADR. Yeah, that's what was confusing me. like, It does not look like he's singing. Uh, so anyway, after the rehearsal, you know, the, uh, the rep- They're all sucking each other's dicks. Okay. <laughs> jerking each other off. Oh, you were great. No, you were great. I wow. mean, guys, God is great, right? So That's true. Props. Ooh, God's first miracle in this episode takes place because they're playing an organ and it sounds like a <laughs> piano. Right. <laughs> it sounds like a piano. <laughs> it's a piano, right. <laughs> Organs do not sound, sound like, like that. that. Not even a little bit. So, <laughs> first miracle of the episode. He works in mysterious ways, Kyle. Uh, so... Derek heads out for the night. Outside, Larka is waiting in his car. Sees Derek. Yeah, that's right. Pulls out a gun. And And he just makes that sound with his mouth. So Derek gets shot. The Reverend hears this. He comes running outside. Derek is, you know, on the curb dead. And Larka, although it seems like the Reverend catches a glimpse of this dude. Yes. And Larka speeds away. And that's our cold open. Yeah, this this, no was really goofy. He's like, Derek, no! No. They're dead! (laughs) It had that kind of quality to it. Also, has he never heard of, like, a mask? You were just... I mean, he's he's worn a mask. I think he's sitting there. Many people. Yeah, Yeah, you you were just sitting there letting everyone see your face. Yep. Yeah, couldn't have murdered him later. He got home. I mean, I guess that costs more money. That's another setup, but... That's true. Now, excuse me. I said this is the cold open. It's not over yet. We now cut to the morgue. Right. And I was thinking about this. Like, this this is a, a TV trope in a lot. Like, late night at the morgue. 
why is this body sitting in the middle of a room rotting like that, put it in the refrigerator put it in the fridge like this is not cool just like the craft services table in the last episode people leave and don't clean up their work like <laughs> apparently <laughs> if you're a nymphomaniac like <laughs> it's just Go easy on. access and, and have you heard this name yeah no because like in tv shows and movies like sneaking into the morgue seems like the easiest thing Did you, you could possibly do nymphomaniac yeah I, think I meant, meant necrophilia. necrophilia. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Also, as far as I know, like the morgue drawers aren't dead bolted or something. Like, I think if you're in the morgue, you can still pull them out. But this guy sneaks in with his goofy outfit. Right. Yeah, nobody <laughs> and has sex him. with it. Sex yeah. with the corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Nymphomania. <laughs> I was thinking of my favorite movie, <laughs> Nymphomaniac, part one. Part oh, two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not a big fan of part two. Okay. <laughs> Larka, that's a name. We got some names in these episodes that I'm gonna, I have trouble with. Larka. Lorca, Lorca. Yeah. Well, first time I heard it was I heard Norca. Every time I typed it, I was like, this this isn't right. Like, this Feder- isn't a name. It's like Federico Garcia Lorca. Gavriel uh, Lorca. <laughs> so he's wearing like a white robe. Uh, I like the way this is shot. Like, they've got like the examination light like behind his head. So it looks like he's like got a halo. You know what I mean? He's it's like in shadow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he puts his hand on Derek, and Derek comes back to life. Good timing. Uh, and he's like, hey, I'm God. He's saying it the whole time. Like yeah, just waiting for the right moment. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. But he tells uh, Derek that he is God. He's brought him back to life to, like, fight his, like, holy war for him. So there you go. That's the cold open. It's kind of awesome. I saw that, like, when I saw that, I was, like, instantly sold. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, this is good fodder for an episode. Yeah, yeah this is a cool idea. Mm-hmm. This is a very cool idea. I feel like this is, like, a companion to an episode you guys don't like, but, like, Avenging Angel. It's playing with this religious concept in two different ways one thinks he's like obviously on his in, in his own volition just thinks like oh i guess this is for, god did this or something mm. and develops his own little holy quest that he goes on because he's insane this is somebody pretends to be god to manipulate someone else they seem similar ish yeah. okay okay all right, all right. no I'm, you, 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 you tied it up okay you got there all right so we cut it's a country road to duncan road. <laughs> take me home where west virginia Oh, Duncan so is running for way too long. <laughs> yeah, I, where is, is he? Where, like at the, at, at the local farm? <laughs> Did he, he run for forty miles outside the city? I don't know. No, he drove forty miles outside. Oh, that's the right. City he did and drive. then ran. He's into that. He, I guess he'll the last drive time to a, he ran to park. a park, a dog attacked him. So, <laughs> so yeah, we see Mac like on the edge of the horizon basically <laughs> and then watch him run all the way yeah, this is like camera. monty python where like he's running over the field and the guards are watching him it's like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it is long yeah. but then it's a guy like padding to me but yeah paddington, paddington too. yeah hmm. a guy jumps out <laughs> it's great and he's really oh, it's goofy amazing. this is like the most least threatening guy ever yes and he just kind of like Strikes a, a like a sword fight. He literally pose. just strikes a pose. Right. Like, ah. Yeah. And Duncan's like, I'm Duncan McLeod. I'm climbing McLeod. Yeah. And then this guy just comes at him. And Duncan like beats him up. Yeah. Easily. He like throws him down. So then Mac runs to his convertible and uses like a fake clicker to like open the top. Yeah. That does not work. Somebody was in the car opening the uh, 
the convertible, which I thought was kind of funny. That checks out. Uh, but he jumps in, grabs his sword. And... I laughed out loud at that. We've <laughs> <laughs> like, like, never seen that. <laughs> weird Batmobile That's right. thing or whatever. Because it's, it's shot out an oil slick. Yeah. <laughs> and green gas. Uh, but suddenly two more dudes are there. Which, what is the one guy with two things carrying? He has one sword that I think is cool. It and looks then like one... a big cleaver or something. And, and then he has a stick. It's like yeah, a broom a... handle. It looks yeah. like it's supposed to be like a little sight thing. I was like, who is this like? Mr. Kung Fu guy. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Kung Fu. And then Mac delivers one of my favorite lines. You can do this. You can do this. <laughs> it's like a child, like, <laughs> playing. <laughs> like, c- complaining about you messing up the rules to their made-up game. Yeah, like when you're playing with action figures or whatever. It's like, that's up there. <laughs> yeah, your G.I. Joe can't fly. Yeah. You can now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, one of these goons is Derek, it should be noted. And Derek gets kicked right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is a pretty cool move. Yeah. Uh, so, well, luckily, there's a graveyard nearby. Does Mac only work out near Holy Ground that's these right. days? That's actually a good idea. He should just work out on <laughs> in cemeteries. Yeah, just go for a run around cemeteries. That feels disrespectful, but I don't know. <laughs> and Duncan has Derek, who are you? And Derek says, I'm an angel of the Lord. <laughs> And then Duncan says, yeah, and I'm Father Christmas, which is kind of funny. It was, I thought it was funny, too. Yeah. So we're seeing a rule broken here, like the two-on-one thing. This is like Mac, like you can't do this. So I guess there's no consequences for breaking that rule. We'll yeah. maybe learn the rule consequences of breaking other rules. But maybe. Who knows? That's right. Uh, so we run through the cemetery, blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess they split up at some point to look for Mac. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this place is so wide open. How, did no, how, did how does no one just see Mac walking there. around? Yeah. Like, but Mac kind of separates Derek at one point, and he's like, uh, what's going on here? Yep. And he's like, you're the devil. And Mac's like, well, if I'm the devil, why am I letting you live? Right. And, and why am I on holy ground? And why right. am I on holy ground? Yeah. Also, want uh, anyone want to say how Mac got Derek's attention there? He goes, come over here, boy. Oh. Whoops. Oh. Better not. Whoa. Is, yeah, I, I, I miss yeah. that. That's not good. No, it's <laughs> not, not good. good. Not good. If you haven't watched this episode, Derek is a young African-American man. That's right. Yes. Maybe yeah. not a good choice so of words. don't call him boy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Matt kind of freaks out because somebody else before Larka shows up seems fully prepared to start fighting. Yeah, him. they don't. They really don't care about the rules. They and are... Matt goes like, wait a minute. <laughs> Pump that brakes here. Then Derek went to he's like, wait, it's right. God said that even, like, Satan can claim sanctuary on holy ground right. or whatever the hell it is. Like, okay. Also, it should be noted, Mac is wearing red in this scene. Mac wears red, red the, the entire, entire episode. episode. Yeah. yeah, it's a good He looks like cue. the devil. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's weird. That, it's a weird decision when he had this mustache and pointed beard. Yeah. That... <laughs> Let's dress him like Al Pacino from The Devil's Advocate in this episode. <laughs> She's ovulating, <laughs> yeah. says Mac several times. <laughs> What a, what a movie. <laughs> All right, so Larka shows up, and Mac looks at him. He's like, Larka? Like, and it's like, oh, shit, Mac knows him. And now we get a flashback to Peru. In 1830, what is Mac doing here? <sighs> What's Mac doing anytime? I don't know what he's up to. He's getting a little tour from, from Paco. <laughs> That's right. His buddy Paco. And Paco is sick. He's got a little cough. <laughs> he's got a cough. And I also wrote that Paco sounds like Watto. <laughs> from Star Wars Episode <laughs> One: The Phantom Menace? Yeah. No, he does not. I thought he did. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'm going to do an impression of Watto, sure. and you tell me if this sounds like the guy. I am a betting heavily on Sebulba. <laughs> so, can you do your Watto impression after the Paco one now? <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, always Paco <laughs> to Watto. Yeah. yeah, that does not sound like Watto. Oh, okay, well. Oh, but he was holding a chance cube. That's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> you mean a chance cube? <laughs> chance cube. Elixir. 
No pod is worth two slaves. All right, so they're hiking through. (laughs) They're hiking through the jungle, and clearly, is his name Paco? His name is Paco. I missed that somehow. Uh, But so Paco, good job naming these characters. (laughs) Yeah, right. Paco Larka. (laughs) (laughs) So clearly, Paco is lost, and Mac is like shit. Uh, I love Mac's backpack that has a spot for his sword. Yeah. Yeah. So they keep walking, and then some, like, uh, tribal warrior people, people pop up, pop and up, yeah. Paco's like, oh, we, we can take them. It's just two. I think we can. This is our best shot. And Mac is like, I don't. They're like raptors. They're like, they hunt in packs <laughs> or something. <laughs> and then, and then like somebody do a bunch of them. Clever girl. <laughs> also, no offense to Paco, but no. we see him without a shirt on later. Yeah. All right. I don't think he's helping out much in this fight. <laughs> He is a doughy He's a, a man. portly man. Yeah, a little portly. You know, and I, I can say that because I am portly as well. Right. Speaking of portly, Natalie Portly, Star Wars Episode One. That's right. <laughs> Bring it all together. Bring that back. Naturally. She co-starred with Watto in that movie. Yeah. Paco sounds like Watto. I'm still hung up on Tell this. me I'm wrong. I did several <laughs> times. Tell me I'm wrong. As you wish. No, keep telling me I'm wrong, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's good for me. You can't tell. Watto, me. my favorite character from that children's movie, the slave owner. <laughs> yeah, movie flawed movie. It's almost like it's almost like that. Remember when Qui Gon Jinn uh, steals Anakin's blood without his permission? <laughs> he didn't sign a HIPAA waiver or anything. Yeah, it's like here, give me some of your blood. When you're a boy. Jedi, they let you do whatever you want. <laughs> oh God. You can steal any of their bodily fluids. <laughs> All right. So they think these mountains were uninhabited, and obviously they are not. Great and job, Paco. <laughs> Paco stinks. But they get escorted to, like, this village, like, or this entire civilization that has been living in secret. So we got a lot of special effects going on here. I think for a TV show from this time period, this doesn't look that bad. I don't think I so either. I think yeah. the huts look way better than the, 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 the temple the in the background. The temple does not look great, yeah. but it looks fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. It is pretty it's But good. The, the huts were like computer cloned. Yeah. Like there were only two and they cloned the rest of them. Right. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, this is this is cool. And they built this like stairway set. Like in my notes initially, I was like, where did they find these, this grand set of stone stairs? To like have this sacrifice or whatever at they built like that little portion of it, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Also, it should be noted that they've been stripped down oh, yeah. and like oh, yeah, their arms are tied as they are being led into this thing. Right. Uh, so they are brought to this giant temple, and Larka comes out, and he's got this like he's all dressed in gold. He's got this headpiece on. I mean, this costume's amazing. No, I I really dig like and the set too. Like because yeah. they go in the temple, this all looks pretty good. And Larka says he is the god of the Moche people. Uh, and I looked this up. The Moche civilization flirts in northern Peru with its capital near present day Mocha uh, from about 100 to 700 AD. Interesting. Mm. Mochi, 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 right. mochi, mochi. I love mochi. Mochi's great. The mochi of the Oshi. That's right. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> so we cut inside a little later, and so I guess. Larka has invited Mac inside to like dine with him. Not Paco though. Not Paco. No. Uh, but there's Paco, like this though. gold throne that's like this face with mm. all these lightning bolts around. I was like, this is cool too. Yeah, like this. And this the god is called the Decapitator. The Decapitator. <clears throat> You're definitely supposed to believe that this image kind of looks a lot like an immortal experiencing a quickening. Totally. This is all based on like a real thing, and we'll I guess maybe we'll talk about it a little later when we get to 
get to more of that stuff. Um, so anyway, Lark has got this like girl servant there who doesn't speak anything. Angela, Angela, why did I just call you Angelo? Hey, it's me, Angelo. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in for the rest of this podcast episode. Hey, Angelo. How's hey, it what's going? up? How are you guys doing? Yeah, we don't hear from you much on the podcast. No. Yeah. What do you think of this you're, episode? You're normally man, man in the board, right? Yeah, I'm just uh, cutting up the deli meat in the back usually. Okay. Oh, cutting up the deli meat. Yeah, it got some rolls, some... Uh, Delicious what amorosos. Kind of rolls? Oh, amorosos. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm more of a Lucius man, but hey, are these, are these Lucius, seated rolls? I'll set that up next time. Seated, unseated, whatever you want. Oh, we got both. Cool. Yeah. I'm a seated guy. You're seated, Keith. What, how about you? I kind of like seated, too. You Both both seed guys. Seed guys. Yeah. yeah sesame? Sesame seeds. Yeah, what do you think of poppy seeds? I don't think I've ever had a poppy seed hoagie roll. You ever have a... <laughs> <laughs> That's something special I make. Oh, cool! That's my. That's Angelo's speciality. <laughs> that's right. That's why I say speciality. Cool. Well, thanks for stopping by, Angelo. Hey, Do you have welcome. anything else like more relevant to contribute? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll enjoy your gabagool later. Oh, I, I made a fresh batch of gabagool this okay. time. You guys are gonna love it. This anyway, is a, a fresh version of a cured product. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my other little twist on that. <laughs> What the fuck are we doing this episode? I don't know. We are like, I don't know what it is, but this is magic. <laughs> okay, oh, so Lark has got this woman that is like his like servant. This slash, is creepy. Like, like I think oh, he's in a. He's rel- like, like I watched this girl oh, yeah. grow up, he and now I'm fucking her. her. This yeah. is gross. Very yeah, this is not good. But he has like ruled them for three hundred years right. as like their god king. And Mac yes. is not impressed with this person. He's yeah, just kind of kinda like, you suck. Fuck you. But yeah. I have to get out of here alive. Yeah. And also, Mac realizes that this isn't even the first time this has happened. <laughs> right. Like, someone, uh, there was an immortal before Larka. Larka came, stumbled across it, and, like, usurped that guy and took his place. It's just nuts. But this is all really cool. Also, is it Lorca's voice. Lorca? Lorca? Lorca. Lorca. Lorca, Lorca whale. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying, like, Orca with an L. Is that wrong? Lor- I don't know. I don't have no idea how to say anything. I think it's Larca. Larca? Like, on a lark? Yeah. yeah. Larca. I Are you Larca. having a lark? Larca. Larca. Vodka. Laka laka laka. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuzzy. Fuzzy bear. Anyway, what were you saying, Kyle? Just that his voice is amazing. <laughs> it is. Like, this great. guy's yeah. voice yeah. is incredible. Yeah. Did he talk like this in Bad Day in Building A? He had an accent, but not this. He accent. was like a Russian yeah. accent in that one. I, I thought think. he was like a, supposed to be like an IRA kind of guy. Oh, I don't remember. Uh, was he he did have an accent, but he's yeah. like badass in this one. It's great. His his voice is just like weirdly hypnotic. Yeah, and he's just like, yeah, they called me a god. Who is I to disagree? Right. So Mac great. is like, you've made slaves of these people. So that's part of their argument. Like he thinks he's protecting them. Yeah. But then he's like, but I'm their slave, too, technically, so, you know, whatever. So it's all yeah, fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah I, des- I deserve this child bride. Max, like, uh, you suck. I don't like you, but I don't have any fight with you. Just let me and Paco go. Right. But Larkin does not want to let either of them go because the only he's- reason this civilization has survived, or I guess he's going to let Mac go. He's like, you can go. It's fine. I know you can keep a secret. Right. But, but- Paco's got to stay because, like, he's blown our cover, and the only way the civilization will survive is if we stay secret. And Mac has been drugged. Yes. Which, at first, I was like, is he getting magic? That's and- what I thought, too. Yeah. Because, like, Mac's kind of, like, rubbing his face, and then, like, you hear... They put some weird audio filter yeah. on Larka's voice. Is he, like, magic voicing him somehow? But knows that the wine was poisoned. Right. Uh, I've poisoned your wine. <laughs> I've poisoned yours <laughs> as well. Tenacious D. Tenacious <laughs> Duncan. 
Denise so is Duncan, yeah. Matt collapses, passes out. So then we cut to like the next morning, maybe at the foot of the temple, uh, and the tribe is like parading Mac's guide Paco around. And Mac is just waking up, and his hands are all tied. And so they strap Paco to like the stone slab, and uh, Larka comes out. He's got like some new threads, these feathery thing. Yeah, I don't know. Shut up. This feathery thing, <laughs> and he gets a mask. The mask is cool. The mask, the mask is, is cool, dope. right? Yeah. And so he it's puts like that on, and he's going mask. to execute Paco. Somebody stop him. That's what <laughs> Max says. But nobody does. Nope. Nobody stops him. Right. This is dark. It is dark. Everyone shears. And so Are they Lark- saying Toga? No. Toga. No. Toga. Kyle, Toga. definitely Toga. no. <laughs> I mean, it didn't sound like the word Toga to me. I don't know what to say. <laughs> it sounds like they're saying Toga. Torta. Yeah. Tota? Torta. Torta. Like a sandwich. <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> You're going to have a Paco sandwich? Mm-hmm. So Larkin comes in, and Mac is going to be next to be executed, I guess. No, uh, well, he says, like, you can go. Well, well yeah. He's like, You're, he wasn't going to be like, you can go. But then Mac's like, I'm going to fucking kill you now. Yeah. And he's like, all right, then fine. You're not going to go. Yeah. So Larkin says the festival of the moon god is next week, and they worship. This is when he mentions, like, they worship a god with a sword in one hand and a severed head in the other. And so he's like, I will demonstrate my power then and kill you then. I looked up the, the moon god or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was kind of curious about this. Um, so according to, I believe, Wikipedia, it says the most powerful god in their religion was C, the moon goddess. Uh, since the moon was always visible and controlled uh, the seasons, C was the most powerful god. In Moche religion, women could have an important role. Additionally, the Moche practiced human sacrifice. They were offered to the god Alpik and generally also included an offering of a glass of blood. Typically, the Moche only sacrificed captured warriors, not women or children. Um, another god of the Mocha was shown in murals as either half man, half jaguar, or half giant spider. Uh, he is referred to as the decapitator god because he sometimes has a knife in one hand and a human head in the other. So anyway, it's kind of cool. And it seems like the show has kind of combined some of this mythology. But this was all based on, I guess, uh, Gillian Horvath. Again, knocking it out of the park with a cool concept. She saw a museum exhibit on this and immediately was like, holy shit, the decapitator god? Like, yeah, perfect, this is the yeah. show. Uh, and so I guess she bought the book that was mm-hmm. being sold at the museum and like mailed it up to uh, Vancouver for the production department to like base a lot of the designs on this book so That's i thought that was cool. really cool it is cool cool and fun cool and fun <laughs> so we cut yeah. back to the present and max like hey uh listen you guys we're immortal this guy isn't god we're all the same stop listening to this guy mm-hmm. and lark is like uh, i gotta talk to this guy alone for a couple minutes why don't right. you three wait for us but Larker also is like he doesn't Larka doesn't want to fight he's like my minions will do like the fighting for me for and me. then they will offer their head to me which is insane but i was like this is some like highlander endgame shit which is interesting considering Gillian came up with this and also came up with the uh, kind of the premise for Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, which this plays into that. So, But we'll get there later. Daisy chaining heads together. That's right. Max is kind of like, uh, let's just us fight and leave these people out of it. Yep. But Lark, I guess, says, like, you ruined my entire life and everything. And, like, this is why I'm coming after yeah, you. But you we turn- don't know yet what happened. Yeah. So this is you, kind of he intriguing. He says you turned my people against me. Right. I kind of like that we don't mice. find out the full thing yet. Like, we don't. Yeah. We just know that, like, Duncan fucked something up for Larkin, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, he deserved it. But. Sure. So we cut to an abandoned church attic or something. I don't know why, like, this, this place seems abandoned. We find out that he rents it, but they only stay in the attic. Why don't you just... That's the attic? I thought it was just one room. But it's, like, at the top. It's, like, where's the rest of the church? They're on, they're on like, the second floor. Are they? Yeah, like, the ceiling is, like, right there. I think it's just so small. It's, like, one story. Mm. The ceiling is way too low. They're on the second floor. Right. They're atticing this. Uh, All right. Uh, Write us in, listeners. Attic. Attic or not attic. I, I would bet money they're in the attic. All right. I got $5 on this thing. All right. 
So Larka tells his disciples he is the one that made them and he gave them purpose and he's like super fucking pissed at them that they couldn't take Mac I, out. I asked you to bring me the head of Satan. <laughs> also, also, just side note about this plan. Why did he decide that he was God and that Mac was Satan? Like, why aren't they agents of these things? Oh, like, why isn't he just an angel? He's like, I am an angel of God, and I have recruited you to this purpose. And this is an agent of Satan. But he, like, goes right for the tippy top. Like, right. no, I am God. I guess you gotta shoot for the, you know, if you're gonna fantasize go your the, dream job. Yeah. As Angelo would say, go for the gusto. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Angelo. He does love saying the word gusto. He does. And other Italian phrases. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think Lark is just an a-hole and wants to be the big dog. That's right. I guess so. <laughs> and then just like, you know, just the notion that Mac is literally Satan is so... Satan ex- out for a jog. Jog, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, Satan drives that a sweet satanic. car. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple good lines. Like like you said, Kyle, this guy has like such a good voice. When he says, like, your tongue is thick with lies and they get stuck in your throat, I was like, damn, damn like, holy shit. a good line coming yeah. from this guy. I feel like many actors could not have come close to pulling this role off. Yeah. Like, if you extract some of the lines that, they, that are said, like... Uh, it would sound very goofy coming from a lot of people, but for this, from this guy, it's like quality. Yeah, uh, but the, the the cracks are already, I guess, forming for Derek. Like Derek wonders out loud. He's like, "Well, if he's Satan, like, why didn't he kill me or whatever?" And Lark is just like, "I do not will it to be." It's like, "Okay, great, yeah, cool." So we cut to Joe's. And Joe is given the skinny on Mr. Larka. Joe says Larka's chronicle goes all the way back to the 15th century Portugal. He was originally a lawyer, believe it or not. Yeah. What? Lawyer jokes. Oh. Original. That's right. How do they know it's Larka? Did somebody do a drawing of Larka? And then when he pops up again in modern times, they're like, oh, that's that Larka guy. Yeah, great question. He maybe he's using the, still using the same name. Yeah. I mean, he obviously is still using the same name. Right. right. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. Interesting. It's a Lorca impersonator. Yeah. <laughs> so Joe's back to interfering in a big way. And can we talk about the popped collar here? Joe's what? popped collar is just like... Every day you'd be popping that collar. There's a lot of pop collars coming up, by the way. A lot of pop. A lot of pop. And Lorca was also a pirate. Right. And so Max is like, how do you watch a pirate? And Joe Let's, explains, I like, thought oh, this was really funny. I thought this was funny, too. It's like, yeah, if your guy's a pirate, you, you know... Get on board the ship. Or if you guy, your guy likes opera, you go to the opera. And so then he throws out like a little Easter egg for Mac. Like, oh, remember that guy that like you were in you Water- fought in Waterloo together? Right. And, and like ended up on a boat to America with you. Like, yeah, that was our guy. Rodney yeah. Fergus. Yeah, Rodney Fergus. What I a wrote name. Reggie Waterston. <laughs> Reggie Waterston. What do I have? Rodney Dangerfield. That's it. That's I have Rodney McFergus. Rodney McFergus. McFergus. All right. Great. I believe I believe it's Rodney McFergus. You're probably right. Okay. Not Reggie Waterston. What did I write that? So anyway, uh, Joe says that Larka landed in Peru with uh, Pizarro in 1526 and then disappeared. 18 months later, they figured a tribe of headhunters got him. Turns out Larka got them. No, he got them. Oh, that's right. So we get a flashback back in Peru. This seems, I guess, to be just like a week later. Yeah. And his child bride now speaks English. Yes. Yes. I don't know why they did that. I mean, I get... I get that we're just supposed to understand. I don't know. Part of me wishes they had just given her subtitles or something. Well, they specifically yeah. called out a moment ago that she did not speak your language. And now she is. Yeah. Right. yeah. If they said, hadn't called that out, I, I don't know. He could have just said, like, oh, I've taught her my language, but most of these people don't know it. Yeah. Whatever. Everybody's sick. And they're, like, throwing bodies into a big fire. Yep. Paco's fever got the last laugh. 
<laughs> right. right. Yeah, and because Baka of like, whatever this that. ritual yeah. sacrifice thing they did and like bringing them back to the altar. Right. Like, Spilling his blood was what maybe spilled this infection. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. And also sad commentary on the passive murder of a gajillion natives. Which sure. Which did yeah. in fact happen. The tribes people are asking some good questions like, hey buddy, you're our god. Why aren't you protecting us? That seems like god stuff, right? Yeah, including this <laughs> woman. It's like god stuff, yeah. Including this woman who's like, I've got it too. Like, you're my bow, whatever. My boo. <laughs> Oh, you pronounce it boo? I'm just yeah. kidding. You're my creepy patron, Lorca. so can you at least save me? And he's like, ooh. <laughs> so Mac is all tied up. There's, like, lots of scream. Like, this is, there's so much, like, agony. This is horrible. There's yeah, fire and screaming. Lark is like, oh, the warriors should have just killed them and left them in the jungle. And Mac is like, well, we should never have been brought here in the first place. Like, this is your fault. And it's like, eh, I don't know about any of this, really, but the blame game, as it were. Larka seems to think the quickening would. Does he legitimately believe this? That the quickening know. might. Fix yeah, I don't this know either. Issue? It doesn't make any sense. He seems. I don't know. I mean, he's also delusional and insane, so maybe. Yeah. I don't think he does, but I think he thinks it'll pacify the people. Oh, because they'll, they'll see that he is still powerful. Yeah, and they won't rebel, I guess. Larka gets shot in the neck with a dart. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's so going they, to kill Mac. Yeah, he's going to behead Mac to do his whole quickening thing. And even though he has couched that, like, this will save you, for some reason they don't let him do it. Yeah, you think this give give it a try. and This whole thing is weird. Because, like, he seems to really blame Mac for this, and I wish that was more accurate. Like, I wish Mac had done something. Like, Mac is really a passive part of the entire flashbacks. Like, he really does nothing. He says nothing. He convinces them of nothing. He's just a spectator. Like, I wish Mac had said something that caused people to... Or punched him. Or, yeah, or, like... And then it... they'd see, like, whoa, like, he was how's a god get punched? <laughs> like yeah. Something that that actually caused this, because it just seemed like they would have killed him regardless. Yeah. Hmm. If he had let Mac go about his business, they maybe still would have killed him. Right. I don't know. Hmm. So anyway, somebody shoots him with a blowgun. Yep, and that's that. And so Mac we still don't know like, completely what happened. Off. Yeah, yeah, right. So we now cut back to Joe's. Uh, Mac told him that it, would, it took him like a week to get back to, like I guess, whatever party he was with. Uh, and he's like, oh, if I wasn't a mortar, I wouldn't have even made it. But Joe says, yeah, there's been nothing on Mr. Larka since 1528, which is crazy. 18. Yep. 1828, excuse yeah. me. Uh, and just till two years ago that he kind of reemerged. And Mac is saying, like, oh, it's really strange. Like, these people were really ready to break the rules. Like, these guys would have killed me. Like, would have... They might have even attacked me on holy ground. And then Joe's like, there's only one mention of a <laughs> killing on holy ground. And it, what happened? It was in Pompeii. Were He's we, a volcano fanatic. Yeah. They're hinting that Pompeii happened because two immortals fought on holy ground. Right. I like Duncan's reaction to this. Like, when Joe's telling Mac this story, he's like, oh, yeah, and there are these two immortals that squared off, like, in Italy or whatever, and it's, like, in 79 AD. And then Mac was like, the volcano? It's like, he's like the dumb kid in history class <laughs> that finally gets it. Like, yeah, no shit, Mac. That's what happened in Pompeii. So it would seem there's consequences for breaking the rules. Maybe. Maybe. That's somewhat consistent with what we've seen in Highlander 3 with the weird Buddha shrine right. thing and the sword exploding. Oh, right. Yeah. Don't know what we're supposed to have made of that, but... Yeah. I like that this is also, like, not a confirmed thing. This is okay. Like, it could also not be what happened. Yeah. Like, it could. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't really have to have been the cause of Pompeii. But yeah. maybe it was. We're not sure. That's good. Yeah, that's fine. Keep it vague. Yeah, and all these things. Keep it vague. Yeah. You don't need midi It's magic. It's, it's like, maybe... It, I don't know. Maybe it, it did happen. Who cares? Anyway... 
Uh, but Mac is like, I'm going to go look for uh, Derek, I guess. Because he thinks he's like the key. The obituary. Okay, yeah, let's talk about how Mac <laughs> solves this. This is weird. So he's like, well, if he's new, you can go find him and maybe... And he's like, if he's local, talk to they'll, he'll be in the obituaries and I can find him and like find where he lives? It's like, what? Like, well, he wouldn't live in the same place if he's dead, right? Funny, yes. I'm like, it's not like you can go around being like, oh, you know, this kid Derek, like, wh- where'd he live? Like, why do you expect him to be there still? Right. Let alone anyone telling you the address because they'd be like, yeah, he doesn't live there anymore. He's dead. Like, I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird. Max is going to go find Derek. So we cut back to the church from the opening of the episode, and Derek is alone, singing Amazing Grace and crying. And in comes the Reverend, who's here, uh, and Derek is feeling really conflicted because he was taught to love, but this God love. wants him to kill. That's right. What if God wants me to kill? And Reverend Bell is like, pretty cool with this. Despite having held this guy's dead body in his <laughs> right. arms, he's just like... He's just like, wow, he's alive. I'd be like, a The Reverend is like, no, no, no. God is not fear. God is love. So this is this is impossible. But Derek is like, no, no, no. Like this guy legit like brought me back from the dead. This God is all about fucking fear and hate and everything. But then Max shows up somehow. I guess in looking for Derek, he I guess stumbled across the church he went to. I think. Well, that's probably in the obituary, like. Oh yeah. Saying in this church, member of such and such, or church. murdered out front of this, murdered church. out front of yeah. <laughs> so he goes in there and he asks the reverend to look into his heart and trust him to talk to Derek. Right. Search your feelings. You know it to be <laughs> that's true. Right. <laughs> Which is basically what happens here. Yeah. I don't know why this guy. I, I don't trust know. Duncan so much. No, I was going to say the opposite. Why does Derek trust Lorca so much? Derek, like, freaks out when Mac is like, Lark is not God. And Derek's just like, no, I won't believe you. <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> runs out of the church. Yeah, he does. And the Reverend's just like, what did you say to him? And McLeod's like, I told him the truth. I mean, I get that maybe Derek has some issues getting over this. Because he's a guy that, like, we find out later that Larka preys on these people. No pun intended. Or pun intended. I don't know. Pun very intended. Uh, you know, like, he's looking for people that are already, like, hyper-religious that, like, can be easily persuaded to his mode of thinking. Like, this isn't a huge leap for Derek, because Derek already is, like, God is influencing people, and, you know, like, he's in my life, and blah, blah, blah. So, he's primed for this sort of suggestion. Primed and ready. So. But also, this is intercut with Larka saying he's gonna make Derek his martyr. That's right, yeah. So, we're back at the church hideout <clears throat> in the attic, and... <laughs> So these, like, f- two fucking goons are there, and, like, Larka's like, oh, I, c- I can sense only two of you. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, yeah. once again, I didn't think, I thought they made that explicit, that you cannot differentiate buzzes and stuff. But. Maybe he just meant, I heard two footsteps. Sure. And then he chooses to say it is. Right. Sense only two of you. <laughs> but the other goons do not know where Derek is. And so Larka tells his goons, like, well, this is how we're going to attack Satan now. One of you will attack and let like sacrifice yourself to satan and when satan is down on his knees the other one can behead him my lightning wrath will like flow into him right and i was like my goodness will flow into the devil or whatever (laughs) yeah and put him on his knees and so he's like derek will be my like martyr or whatever for this so bum 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 i don't know why you pick the guy who's already having doubts to sacrifice himself is that why because he's having doubts and can't be used in the future he wants him out of the way yeah. yeah yeah I think so, but I also feel like if the person's having doubts, they probably won't 
do it. Yeah. Right. So we now cut, resuming the previous scene in the church, and Mac is trying to explain to Derek who he is. Oh, I guess we kind of covered all this, and, you know, he runs out or whatever. But uh, Mac now wants to tell the Mac reverend. decides to trust this reverend guy. Right, because the, the reverend secrets. is like, what the fuck is all this about? Like, you got to let me know. And so Mac starts explaining it. I thought this was kind of funny. Like, he's like, oh, we're mortals. We betty at each other. And they're walking into the church. He's like, no, no, no. We, like, can we go somewhere that has, like, a drink? And yeah. so they go the other way. They go to Joe's. And then Joe's like, okay, fine. I'll tell him, too. Right. But we get a little... You trust uh, your oath. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, appears as a ghost. <laughs> But we get a little uh, like uh, dialogue reversal that here. That guy's not dead. Where the reverend oh, is right. like, oh, look at my heart yeah, or whatever, like, and you can trust me. There we go. So now back at Joe's. So we get some background on Mr. Derek. He was a foster kid. He was, what, in 15 foster homes, I believe? That's what he says. That seems like a lot. A lot before he was even 10 years old. But he was in 20 million foster homes. <laughs> But he found God at the age of 10, and I guess that was a, a game changer. Mac uh, has kept the immortality secret from, like, a lot more important people. Yeah. Like Anne. Anne. Yeah, Charlie. That's right. Who literally died. <laughs> yeah. Maurice. Oh, and then he just lets this motherfucker know like in five minutes. Yeah, I don't get it. No, you're right. That I never even I did not think about that at all. But yeah, he really well, spills he, the meme. He saw Derek come back. Well, he saw Derek die. So the cat's kind of out of the bag. That's right. true. Plus, I think Mac might think that this guy is like the key to getting Derek back. Right. So as long as it's uh, useful to Mac, he uh, <laughs> do whatever. Okay, so let's listen to this interesting conversation they have about God. If this man can convince Derek to follow him, to believe he's God, well, what if he's not the only one? What if others have done the same? Does that mean that everything that I believe is based on a lie? Uh, Reverend, no. It doesn't mean that. Larka's the lie. But what if he gathers more followers? A hundred, a thousand. He has to be stopped. He will be stopped. Yeah, if you can get near him. Larka. All right, so we got a very interesting question being posed here. (laughs) Yeah, which is interesting because Mac dismisses right out of hand the notion that other religious figures might not be immortals. He does it in a subtle way, which, well, this comes back at the end of the episode. I don't, I kind of agree with what Mac says. He's like, well, does this mean that everything I believe is a lie? And Mac is, I think, correct in saying, no, it doesn't mean that. Just because this guy lies about this particular thing does not mean other people have lied. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he is technically correct that you cannot use this example to discredit everything you've ever heard. That's yeah. just, a, that would be a fallacy. That's not right. true. However, the it is an interesting question that would I I think would cause pause for most people. Yeah. Did they ever bring up Jesus on this show? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh there was a scene in what season where they're in it's the like, hospital in the chapel and Mac is talking to Aunt, I think Mac is religious like Mac is praying to Jesus, perhaps, or do you remember the scene? I can't remember what episode. Mm. I, I, I do remember it, but I can't remember what it's in. I don't think it's Anne. I don't remember it is. either. No, oh, is it uh, what's her name? Um, the FBI agent or oh yeah, This Larka guy is spewing a lot of malarka. That's right, he is. So, of course, the idea posited here is that well, if you applied this immortal mythology to someone like Jesus, it would stand to reason that he could serve certainly be crucified and come back from the dead afterwards and he would not be miraculous in any way right uh, well i mean it would be in not the true miraculous sense it would be something because he's immortal but yeah and just like obviously this guy did it before with the mochi mochi people that 
Right. He literally ruled them for 300 years because they believed him to be divine. So, yep. <laughs> I don't know. This is interesting. It's a real humdinger. Yeah. I like that they've included this. This is cool. They didn't shy away from it, which is nice. Yeah, it's a neat idea. And I like the actor who's playing the Reverend. He's good. Yeah, I, I like him too. He does a good job. I, he's very likable. After the no. No. After the no <laughs> in the teaser, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know about this guy. But he brings it back pretty the no, quickly. The no is not very good. <laughs> the, the no, no is, is not, not very good. good. I mean, it's no not, on the no. Yeah. <laughs> it's no uh, Revenge of the Sith, but it's bad. No. In your anger, you Jesus. killed her. So anyway, Joe... Strike me down. Oh, my God. So Joe has gotten some deets on this guy. I'm not sure how he did this. How How was Joe able to track down Larka? He's being watched, baby. Yeah, but how? Like, how He's, do you... He acknowledged that his people had discovered him again a year and a half ago, so they must have been watching him. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. I didn't think they had found him they oh they said that he reappeared a year and a half ago so or two years but ago, i guess they didn't keep good enough tabs on him because he's been freewheeling this whole time it would seem he's been freewheeling well, I mean, what, what are they supposed to do i don't know they haven't they haven't given a shit before he's just been another guy they've been watching <laughs> it's not until duncan <laughs> invited him to break the rules that this has come up right so then joe says that larka has rented the attic in a chapel cemetery. yeah just i remember the, that he says, and he says just the yeah. attic <laughs> He the attic, though. The attic still... and the attic alone. <laughs> they still use the bottom for regular church. Yeah, that's right. Not the bottom, Mac. I just want to make that clear. It also has a basement, also <laughs> not included. That has a yet another tenant. Uh, so anyway, after this, the Reverend is like, Mac offers to like take him home or whatever. And the Reverend's like, no, nah, I'm good. I, I need a long walk. I need to stop this. by the sword outlet. <laughs> and the gun and shop. the gun store. But uh, Mac thanks the Reverend for believing in him. And the Reverend says, faith is my specialty. This is going to come back later, I think. Just like Gabagula's Angelo's specialty. <laughs> or no, sorry, uh, poppy seed rolls mm. are his specialty. He does make a good poppy seed roll. I've, yeah. I've had it. He's He, he tested me out. I was kind of like his... Guinea pig. The guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And I was like, Angelo, he's pretty good. All right. Pretty good, my man. My man. <laughs> my man. <laughs> Max kind of a dick to Joe at the, in the tag of the scene. <laughs> Joe is like, what are you going to do? Like, take him on? He's like, That's like four against one. And Mac is like, well, with me, that's five. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, Mac. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I like, heard him say that. I was like, is this a joke? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Is, is he just it's showing you can count? <laughs> it's so just five. Dumb. I don't think he's being a dick. I think it's supposed to be funny. I think, I guess so. But it's not. It's just, it doesn't even, it's I nonsense. think it's supposed to convey that, like, yeah, I'm fully aware of the odds, like, and I'll be five. Like, Never I, tell me the odds. Yeah, oh boy. This is, dumb. like, Mac literally has no plan, though. Yeah, what are you he, fucking going to do? He needs a plan, and he just doesn't have one. Yep. So he hides behind humor. Yeah. <laughs> <Get> coward. Luckily, <laughs> like, dual-wheeled ninja priest is on it. <laughs> All right, so we cut to Larka's Chapel, the attic of Larka's Chapel. Go into Lark- the attic of the chapel, and we're gonna fight Lorca. Lorca. Uh, Lorca, because he's the lord. <laughs> all right, Larka tells Derek he must be pure in spirit and cleansed of all his doubts. Uh, but outside, the reverend shows up with a gun and a machete. Yeah, this is dope. So this is the second. <laughs> also, he looks so stiff as he's yeah. walking. Yeah. He looks like a wind-up soldier. He's like, meet, meet, meet. This is the second episode in a row, going back to my classic theory, where a mortal is going to kill an immortal with a gun and a sword. Oh. Where, like, each episode has something Some from the last episode. This is a very overt element. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, whoa, this reverend's pretty badass. 
Yes. That's right. What's, so, do we know the Reverend's name or is he just the Reverend? It's um, Bell. Reverend Bell. Reverend Bell. Yeah. That's it. Here's an interesting thing. So, while the Reverend is walking up to the church, he is reciting. He goes, I will strike down upon the, the pulp fiction. The great vengeance and fierce anger, those who attempt to poison and destroy thy brothers. And those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. That's a tasty burger. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if you guys know this about Pulp Fiction. Big Kahuna Burger. The, the thing that's funny about this is they have not used the same Bible verse that is in Pulp Fiction. They have taken the dialogue from Pulp Fiction, which is a verse that is not really in the Bible. Oh, really? Oh, really? No. So it is. It is. This is an overt Pulp Fiction reference. Oh, uh, exactly. Like <laughs> so, the version in Pulp Fiction is based on a uh, on a Bible verse. But Quentin Tarantino Ill- took some artistic license. Yeah, right. So if you, here are two versions, I, I have ready for everybody here. Uh, the King James version of Ezekiel twenty five seventeen reads, "And I will execute great vengeance upon them with furious rebukes, and they shall know." that i am the lord when i shall lay my vengeance upon them it's close but obviously different and then the new international version i pick these versions this is what most people seem to know right i think uh says i will carry out great vengeance on them and punish them with my wrath then they will know that i am the lord when i take vengeance upon them these are obviously vastly different than what we is used in this episode which is a direct quote from from pulp Pulp fiction Fiction, which is pretty funny that's amazing i love everything about that (laughs) a royale with cheese that's right hey rewatchers if you haven't already make sure you tiptoe over to patreon to check out our brand spanking new patreon pledge pay so you can support the podcast that you know and love if you think our podcast is worth even a single solitary u.s dollar we would love to have it to help pay for the upkeep of this uh this podcast and to keep us bringing you fun free highlander content and you can get some great perks such as uh, a nice little uh, shout out thank you on this very podcast and this week we have got to give some big shout outs to our patrons we got wendy p <laughs> we got <laughs> david g clayton b and steph e thank you so much for making this episode steffy that's right steffy steffy thank you so much uh steffy okay for making this episode possible we appreciate your patronage and uh yeah thanks uh, again and if you again want to support this make sure to go to patreon.com and show your support today yeah you can go to patreon.com slash rewatched or just search highlander rewatched on patreon we are rolling out even more patreon exclusive content over the next couple months so stay tuned to this space and you'll hear all about it uh so we cut upstairs and the reverend has shown up and derek is like what are you doing here with a big kahuna burger (laughs) the reverend tells derek that larka is an abomination the rev also like kind of gets the gist of the rules now and he's like i know mac can't get you up here but i can and also i think he thinks he's safe that's the other thing He's like, well, you can't hurt me here either, right? Which, yeah, it appears that does kind of appear to be the rule, right? Right, based they on, don't hurt him on they... Holy Alliance Part Two and the Nazi one. Yeah, yep, the Nazi Which one don't make no sense to me. That's right, me neither. But maybe so, it'll set off a volcano in oh, Seacouver. So the Reverend shoots one of the goons, and then the yeah, other he goes to shoot Lorca, and this guy takes a 
bullet form. Right, and then the other goon, like, wimps out on the whole thing. He's like, uh, 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 and that obviously, this is going to matter. Fucking Larka's pissed. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Derek ends up getting in between Larka and the gun, and mm. Larka comes over and kind of, I don't know, ends up just, just take, taking just the gently gun. Gently taking the gun away. Yep. If Larka is God, why does he need a gun to threaten this reverend? Yes. What does God need with a chariot? <laughs> Alas. Star, Star Trek Four, yeah. I, I, Star, Star, Starship. I literally have that quote written. I was like, "Oh, this is the <laughs> what does God need with the Starship scene?" Yeah, underrated Star Trek movie. I love that movie. Star Trek Five. I said four a moment ago. That's right. Five. I haven't um, seen that one. I'm gonna have to watch it. Is that like, the one after the whales? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Very good. I like. I agree that it's not like on the same level as like Wrath of Khan and Star Trek Four, but it doesn't get enough play. I think it's good. Uh, there's some really good themes in it. Yeah. I think it's safely the third best movie. Mm. So they take the Reverend outside. So we cut now to the woods, and they're escorting him, of course, like off holy ground. Because like, is there a cemetery also as part of the church grounds? Yes. I think yeah. So they got to go somewhere else. Um, There's an attic to the cemetery. <laughs> that's right. The cemetery's <laughs> attic. <laughs> but they're like getting really deep into the woods. Yeah, literally and figuratively. <laughs> Uh, we do finally get some names. I guess Enrique is the guy that was dead. And the other goon is carrying Enrique into the woods. Uh, he puts him down, and then Larka does his, like, fake magic on him, which his timing seems impeccable every time. He really lucks out He's on He's got him. a lot of practice. Yeah. Uh, but he, again, pretends to wake up Enrique from his death. And he's like, ah, my power or whatever. I will bring you back. Ooh. Spooky. That's right. But uh, luckily, Mac is also trying to join the party. And lo, he sees a quickening. That's right. Because Lark is fucking pissed as shit. So after he revives Enrique, uh, he turns to the other goon, who I guess is Luke. Who's the guy who carried him. Yeah. Right. And he's like, you fucked up. <laughs> like, he's like, you no good. And he's like, get on your fucking knees. And he does. And he takes his head. Yeah, it's brutal. But Mac can see the quickening, and he's like, oh, found you. Poor Luke. So the Reverend starts reciting the Lord's Prayer because he's, like, next up on the chopping block. For sure. Derek is, like, not cool with all this shit. He's like, don't do this. And he gets, like, thrown to the ground. He's like, you will have no other gods before me. me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this guy's, like... He's bad news. He's bad news. It's almost like he's a villain. That's right. Uh, Almost like that. It's almost like it. I don't want to be presumptuous. But out of nowhere, Buzz and Mac runs in and tackles Larka. And I was like, I thought this... The Buzz is supposed to prevent these things, like, getting tackled. That's too fast. (laughs) Yeah, Mac is so fast, he, like, outruns the buzz. Yeah, And Derek's like, ha-ha, if you're God, you don't need us to help you, so yeah, I'm going stu- to... he, like, takes out Enrique. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is the, like, what does God need with the starship ship, thing? It's like, yeah. why do we need to fight your battles? You're God. You can... You can handle do whatever Satan. you want. Right. Uh, so they grab the he grabs the reverend and gets out of there. Right. Leaving Mac to tussle with God. Yeah. So <laughs> Which Mac also, throws him his sword. Oh god. Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, Lorca man, that does not look like a garment that is fun to fight in. That looks <laughs> no. very restrictive. Yeah. Highly unpleasant. I was expecting him to take it off. Oh yeah. Uh, it's like a, <laughs> but he's naked under it. that robe off. Yeah. yeah. Like low rent Jesus fighting in this robe. <laughs> There's a part in the delete scenes where they have to like redo a take and the guy playing Larka really like the robe gets caught on a branch and after he untangles himself he like angrily swipes at the branch <laughs> with his sword so like maybe this happened like 70 times yeah or maybe he's just a dick <sighs> The Wrath of God. So this fight is cool. I, I like this fight. Sorry. Yeah, no, the fight is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, they're pretty good. Yeah, uh, the guy who plays Larka seems, uh, Andrew Divoff, seems like well-equipped to, you know, stand yeah. his own with Mac, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and so, he explains, like, my people turned on me. Yes. And I blame you. Which And they entombed him. 
That's, they entombed him for a hundred. That's why the Watchers couldn't find him. Right. He's like buried alive for 150 years. So Yeah. And now he's back, baby. Back, baby. At one point, he's like, I am God. <laughs> so, yeah, after Mac even kills him, like, he is like, I am God. It's like, oh, you've gone way too far. Like, at this point, I think that's our confirmation that this guy is. He's like, like, he really he's believes like it. Kamir. Yeah. I am Kali. Yeah. He's like, well, being in tune for 150 years is a good reason to go nuts. <laughs> that's right. Like, solitary confinement is literally torture. So, you know, woof. So, Mac takes his head. And this quickening has some fun stuff going on. The sure. symbol that we've been describing of like the decapitator god burns into Electro's like, mask. Yeah, Electro's yeah. mask <laughs> burns into the uh the grass around them. And it's I mean that looks awesome. Yeah, I like when they burn stuff into the ground. Mm-hmm. But then there are weird pop-ups that like occur during it. Yeah. And that is real dumb. Like <laughs> whatever like that the Sims, is. It's like the the little symbol above your sim character yeah it's, like, it's whatever that is just keeps appearing and that's real dumb so like a lot of good and a lot of bad with this quickening yep. but i think it's like i don't know i like that they mix it up though yeah so mac is like you know collapsed on the ground enrique comes out of the woods with his sword drawn uh and mac's like kind of not quite ready for it but ready enough i guess and he's like i do not have a fight with you like so walk away, I guess. Walk away. And he doesn't. He kills Mac, and that's the end of the show. <laughs> right, this the is series. the last episode of Highlander. <laughs> that's the end of our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mac's like, you guys got like lots to learn, but like we're not gods. We never have been anything like that. And then, so that's kind of the end of the scene, except for the fact that then they cut, like they pan over to the chapel and the crucifix mm-hmm. on the top, and it is glowing. Yeah. What? That's weird. What's <laughs> up with this? What's up with this? So it's it the chapel attic, and then. Why is this thing glowing? They get struck by lightning. God's holy presence. God's holy presence. Mm. Baby. Just like the holy Swiss cheese Angelo puts on his sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so the denouement of this episode, we cut back to Joe's bar, and Mac is reading a postcard that reads, Dear McLeod, Derek is doing okay, and the kids got one hell of a slider. Regards, Carl Robinson. Hey-o. Did he only send it to him because he's black? I think that's so. What I, I, that's that, not what I, I know just the place to send this guy. <laughs> is that what this is? I kind of thought so, yeah. Like, maybe we're all racist for thinking that. I don't know. But then uh, Joe says, the Reverend says Carl has one hell of a baritone on his hands. And it's like, oh, what happened here? And so uh, he's like deputized the Reverend. Uh, which I think this is cool. This is the first time I guess we've seen this happen in the show. Right. It's we've something we've talked about before. Like, oh, if they find out, wouldn't it be cool if they just made him a watcher? That's so fine. He's an honorary watcher. Does he have like a temporary watcher tattoo? Yeah. It's a henna tattoo. He can only watch. He can't execute like a full-fledged member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he this extra can't interfere. <laughs> yeah. Super duper. He can tell people who can interfere on his behalf. So then we get another interesting little bit here. So then Joe's like, hey, what about that thing the Reverend said? Like, what if, you know, the gods and prophets of history were just immortals with illusions of grandeur? And Mac, like, tosses this. It's like, ah, oh, the Reverend was just upset. And he's like, no, it's not. And Joe's like, well, how can you be so certain? And Mac is like, faith. It's faith. I'm like, that's not an answer to that question. Like, yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Faith joke. You can't, if you just believe it, believing something doesn't make it true. Sorry. <laughs> but you can't just be like, oh, yeah, they, they, they weren't what you say they are just because I say it is. It's like, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tread lightly, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody. But that is the end of this episode. Before we get too far into it, should we play a game? Let's do it. <laughs> All 
All right. We're going to play a little game called Three in Five. That is the game where I will name a category, and Keith and Eamon will have five seconds to name three examples that fall within that category. They'll get one point for each correct answer they give, and if they manage to snag all three within the allotted time, they will get a bonus point for a maximum of four. You guys uh, ready to play? Ready. I am ready. Keith. This episode is all about gods. Can you please name me three Roman gods? Roman? Oh, no. There is Mars. There's Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto. Yeah, I will. All right. I will give you Saturn. Okay. I just went right for the planets. So I was like, can't. Yeah, that, that would work. Okay. I will give you all four. All right. Ooh, good job, Keith. Even nice. if Saturn, I think, may have technically been a titan, but... Oh, no. But I'm still going to give it to you. Eamon, name me three Hades. Greek gods. Hades, Zeus, Apollo. Yeah. Aphrodite. Yeah, know. that's also true. All right. You don't four. get bo- you don't get extra points for, uh, for extra. going over it. Oh, I see. Be a four. Disqualified. All right, yeah. tied up. Who tied up, baby. Mm-hmm. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Keith, hit me with some Norse gods. Uh, Loki, Thor... Uh, who else is in that movie? <laughs> They've got an important dad. <laughs> yeah, I forget his Dan Anthony and Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is I'm sorry, o- by his by his uh, more ancient name, Hannibal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, Odin is Odin, the, of is course. Odin. Or, or Wotan as Wonton. Wonton, as he was actually called. <laughs> Good soup. Yeah, Amen. Write your points, Keith. Oh, sorry. Was I three? What's that? How many did I get? Two. Two. Two points. I like that you're giving yourself a bonus point. And, and you can't even get time. three points. Yeah, it you? is impossible to get three points. Amen. Yes, sir. I know your favorite movie is Gods of Egypt. Uh. So name me three Egyptian gods. Osiris, Set, uh, Anubis. Yes. Nice. I will give you that one. So that's Anubis, four. the dog. The, the, the jackal. Oh, is he jackal? The He's jackal. jackal, in fact. So Eamon gets four, right? He does indeed. Eamon is now eight to six. You're winning. Eight to six, baby. Keith, we're exploring the new world here. Name me three famous explorers. Oh, um, Lewis and Clark. <laughs> and, uh, ooh, uh, can you, ooh, ooh, ooh. Nope. All right, that's two. I, I could have accepted the one Columbus. that was. You could have said Columbus. Columbus. You could have said uh, the other person who came up in this one, Pizarro. Ah, that's Pizarro. right. Or Cortez, or any of those. Cortez. Ah, uh, see, I wasn't thinking. I was just thinking America. I wasn't. I mean, wasn't those good. are those are the Americas. No, I know they are. The, I, I, you know what? I was thinking the Northern American Nicholas Cage portion of the content. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Cage. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't do too great there, huh? Hey, you could have done better. I could have done better. Lewis and Clark was a good pull. Those were good. That's a twofer. Eamon, yes. can you please name me three tribes of Central or South America? Oh, uh, does the Aztec count as a tribe? Mochi? Inca? Yeah, I'll give them to you. Cool. I agree with you, Eamon. I, was, I wasn't sure what is a tribe and what's like, I don't know, bigger than a tribe, like the Incas. Civilization? Yeah. I'll give it to you, though. Word up. All right, Sammy, so uh, Eamon, that's four for you that's again. That's four. Jesus. I'm cleaning this up. This is a perfect this game one. for you. This is you the perfect the perfect game. I think you're getting a little help from you know who. God? Yeah. Big boy. That's right. 
<laughs> Larry, I'm getting it from Larka. <laughs> <laughs> Praise Lorca. Angela is feeding me the answer. Ah. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's it's actually a two-on-one right now. Keith, name me three immortals who have fought with goons. Um, Xavier St. Cloud. Uh, Larka. Fuck. I'm done. You are indeed done. That is two points. Two points. Two points. Who are some other people? Are there are there more? The question that often comes up in this game is: Are there other are examples? There in fact, more. <laughs> yes. Uh, I just can't think of them right now. I am having a struggle at the moment. <laughs> oh, uh, Grayson, oh, he had goons. Grayson, didn't he? oh, okay, Grayson. Grayson right. had goons. Uh, You're right. Callus had goons. Yes, Callus had, had goons. Did he have a goon? A goon. A goon. A goon. Like that musical, Brig a goon. Brig a goon. Uh, I would have accepted the colonel guy whose name is escaping me. Oh, he did have. Uh, with the spiders. The spiders. And the army. Those are extra goons. As well as the other colonel in Nowhere to Run or oh, yeah, whatever it's called. He had like a whole militia. Yeah. That guy was like a Blackwater operative. Blackwater. Blackwater. Amen. <laughs> yes. Name me three immortals that Mac has met with on Holy Ground. Oh, Puppy Dog. Mythos? Uh, Larka? Uh, two points. That's sad. So this is two immortals he's met with on Holy Ground? You can name... You can practically name any like, immortal name ever. Yeah. You, this is true. You're now, really I don't want to be a stickler. Has Mac met Mythos on Holy Ground? Yes. When? Dark quickening. Oh yeah, they meet at that chapel. That's in the right, they do. Countryside. Oh, and I couldn't mention that other dumb dumb. Oh well, <laughs> okay. you could mention tons of dumb dumb. Yeah, which one do you want? <laughs> Why am I the worst on the Highlander one? Right? Is that it? No. Oh, There's okay. One more round. <laughs> oh, so look at this. Here's your chance, Keith. It's not gonna happen. So I didn't get a perfect game. No. Oh, bummer. Oh. <laughs> Name me mortals. That have been filmed attempting to kill mortals. Sure. Wait, 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 wait. That have been filmed attempting to kill immortals. Oh, okay. Uh, so I guess we've got Reverend Bell. We've got Jenny from the uh, last episode. And uh, what was another one? Jason. You're out of time, yep. but you missed the most obvious one. Horton. Ah! Oh. That's right. Amen. Yes. Name me three episodes of Highlander with a religious subplot oh wow. snap so there is littleton god there is uh what was that called archangel avenging angel and there is fudge nuggets uh time's up but damn it the, the, perhaps the wrath of kali yeah, ah, yeah which i mentioned like five yeah, minutes all, ago. All, all of those episodes were mentioned in this one i am kali so final keep- score Keith, 12. Amen. 16. I did it. All Good. right. Woo. Good job. Good job. Amen. You're the winner. So one question I thought you were going to ask, Amen, Kyle. Amen, Kyle? Amen, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, since you're going through, you know, Norse gods, blah, blah, blah. Very Amen-centric question. Bonus round. Amen, can you name... Three new gods. Oh, Orion, Light Ray, Dark Side. Yeah, you did that <laughs> quickest of any yeah. of them. Yeah. Naming the is, is comic book on. characters. Important question is Dark Side a new god? I think so. Yeah. Do the people from Apocalypse count as new gods or only from the people from, whatchamacallit, uh, the other planet? I don't know. New Genesis? New Genesis. 
I think so. I think they're all new like guys. High Father. That's a good question, though. Yeah, I think Dark Side counts, but I could be wrong. Mm. Like is Granny Goodness a new gun? I don't know. I don't huh. know either. Talking soups. Yeah, soups. <laughs> guys, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that was great. <laughs> but we got to read some Watcher Chronicles, and do we have a lot to get through today? Oh boy. I think there's four. Oh boy, Gabriel. We're going to start off with those underlings. We got yep. Enrique yep. Oh, fuck Iglesias. Me, Grimaldo. <laughs> Grimaldo. Born 1973 in Caleo, Peru. Mm. Interesting. So also, that that's kind of like makes sense. That like if he just woke up in Peru, that his first uh, underling would have been someone local. Peruvian. That's right. First death, 1993, shot by Gavriel Arca. There it is. There it is. Yeah. First I, teacher, Gavriel Larca, original cultural affiliation, Peruvian, unique characteristics. Oh, God. Try to get try to guess what this might be. This is our new game. Uh, Ambidextrous. <laughs> That's right. He does have these two things. Stick. Untrained. That's not a special characteristic. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Dumb. Ah! Keith is also untrained at holding his phone. That's right. Reason based of operations, no fixed address. Occupation, what do you think his occupation is, guys? Goon. Close, drifter. Uh, <laughs> but he is a watcher, Luis Palamo. Palamo. Paloma. <laughs> That's right. It's a good drink. Palamo. <laughs> his chronicle reads Slowly, Enrique is making his way back home to Peru. He's hitchhiking his way down the Pacific coast, hoping, I think, that he can find himself somewhere along the way. Finding out that Larka was a lie has kicked away the entire foundation of his life, and learning that he's immortal, like Larka was, is only making his adjustment harder. He's like an empty bottle, looking for something to fill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what a bottle does. <laughs> yeah. It looks for something <laughs> to fill it. It's a very precocious, precocious, oh God, it's a very precarious time for him. In the very black and white world of the game, he has yet to find his side. And who he meets on his quote-unquote walkabout may determine whether in the future we classify him with the good or with the evil. Wait a minute. Why are they doing that? Why are they doing that? That's not... Uh, With the good or with the the evil? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Also that this watcher is like, oh, the very black and white world of the game. It's uh, If this show is evidence of anything, it is that this game is entirely not black or white, it would seem. Often. Quite gray, fifty shades of it. That's right. Next chronicle is from Mr. Luke Sarsfield. Sarsfield. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, go ahead. Born nineteen seventy four in Los Angeles, California. First death nineteen ninety six. Shot by Gabriel Larca. First teacher Gabriel Larca. Original cultural affiliation American. Recent base of operations C. Coover. Occupation. What do you think his is? If the last one was deceased. Corpse. If the last one was, what was it, Drifter? Layabout? This one is... Vagabond? (laughs) Disciple. What? Yeah. So why isn't the other one Disciple? Great question. And then Deceased 1996 by Gabriel Larca, and his watcher is Mr. Reverend Thomas Bell. Interesting. No, it wasn't. Yeah. He didn't what? know about this shit until... Well, this is written afterwards. <laughs> All right. Same thing with the other guy, because that guy was like, oh, he's now trying to find himself. This is like in the movies where one person writes, edits, and acts, <laughs> and directs it. Gabriel Larka, Gabriel Larka, Gabriel Larka. Keith, you uh, putting the prep work into this is a lot like Quentin Tarantino, the director, but you reading this is a lot like Quentin Tarantino, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I'm going to cast myself as the really popular bartender who says the <laughs> n-word 
All right, his chronicle reads, <laughs> assholes, I have been deputized, as it were, to write a brief statement about, about Luke Sarsfield. While I never met the boy myself, it was felt because of my relationship with Derek Worth who lived with Larka and his disciples for a brief time, that I might know something about him to pass on to history. What I know is that it's a damn shame when a boy's eulogy has to be written by a stranger. Yikes. Uh, no one knows if he had any family or any friends. Anyone who mourned him for him when that demon Larka took his life for the first time. And it would mourn him again now if they knew the truth. Did he have a life that was stolen from him? Was he searching for something? And did he think he'd found it in Larka? All I can say for sure about Luke Sarsfield is that he found a better life where he is now. He's dead. Maybe he's in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just a theory. Also, he absolutely had a life that was taken from him. Yes. Uh, like then in two different counts. He concludes by saying he's found true immortality with the true God, not this sham eternal life that Larka forced upon him and then took away again. Damn. You really said if he had no one, wasn't he 22? Yeah. He's literally a child. Sarsfield. Sarsfield. It sounds like a corporate villain Sarsfield <laughs> it's like if a bot created a villain name yeah. could also be a butler Sarsfield <laughs> <laughs> can you say it again like Kelsey Grammer Sarsfield Daphne <laughs> Sarsfield alright next we got Derek Worth born 1976 C. Coover first death 1996 short by short by shot by sharted by a... <laughs> yes, it was a terrible terrible shart <laughs> Killed him. That took his life. <laughs> Chopped by Gabrielle Larka. Yes, we know. For Seacher, who do you think that is? Gabrielle Larka? Slash Carl Robinson. All oh, right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, can't both be first. Yeah. And yeah, I guess Mac true. didn't bother to find that other guy. A teacher. A teacher. He was just like, yeah, let that that delusional nutbag just go to the wind. <laughs> yeah. No, nothing bad will come of this. Nope. Recent basis, basis, blah, blah, recent base of operations, Trinidad occupation. What do you think this one is? Baseball assistant coach, <laughs> choir boy, student. <laughs> yeah, and his watcher is also the Reverend Thomas Bell. His chronicle reads: I think Derek's getting the hang of this immortality thing the best way he can by just going on and living his life. Now that doesn't mean that he's not learning everything Carl Robinson has to teach him. In fact, I'm amazed at how good with that sword he's gotten already. He'll remember that sword and the rules of the game and the rest of it, but he's not going to let that get in the way of having a real life. He's already thinking about applying to the, the university down here, and after he says maybe even the cemetery, I almost said cemetery, seminary, I cannot read, uh, but I think he's just saying that because he thinks it'll make me happy. Whatever that boy does with his life, it's going to make me happy. He doesn't have to worry about that. Uh, after the immortal lessons, he helps Carl out at the youth center, and I think he's got an eye on a nice young girl. Ew. Yeah, wait a <laughs> he's like in his 20s, right? He's 20. Uh, the older sister of one of the boys on Carl's Pony League team. Yes, I think Derek's going to do right nicely here. Fair enough. There we go. And finally, guys, this is a finally, long stretch. Jesus. Gabriel Larca himself, born 1438 in Libson, Portugal. First death, 1476, killed by legal client unhappy with results. Yowza. You ever wow. have that happen, Kyle? 
Uh, I mean, I've gotten a tongue <laughs> you lashing from Have you ever been murdered before. by a client? Well, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't? Oh, you're Who one of those hasn't? ghost lawyers. Yeah, well, I got lorked. <laughs> I got, got lorked. That's the legal term. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> you bring in Lorca and he resurrects you. He was that Trump under advisor, rule, right? Under Lorca? Rule 404. That, Seb Gorka? Yeah, it's a Seb Gorka. Seb Lorca. Lorca, yeah. Uh, speaking of Bond villains. Anyway, uh, his first teacher was Jose Maria Moneres, original cultural affiliation, Portuguese. Recent base of operation. Seacouver. Who wants to guess what his occupation is? Cult leader? Prophet. Guys, not even close. God? God. It says, <laughs> Are you serious? I swear, I swear to him, it says God. <laughs> what the fuck? Watcher Joe Dawson, by the way, to add another layer of what to this. I didn't want to tell anybody, but this guy's the real thing. <laughs> and now Frederick Nietzsche was proven correct. God is dead. <laughs> Swear to Lorca. Swear to Lorca. <laughs> anyway, his chronicle reads, you look at some of these immortals. Also, if Joe Dawson is his watcher, remember, this means Joe wrote this, presumably. You look at some of these immortals, and you got to wonder... like Joe? Nope. Uh, you look at some of these immortals, and you got to wonder how they carry out some of the simple tasks we take for granted every day. Say you're Lorca, for example. And you're filling out a basic application form. What is this going on about? Uh, what do you put? Occupation God? Occupation Omnipotent Being? King of Kings? Lord of Lords? Mortals with delusions of godhood are easy to deal with. You either put them in the nut house or the house of representatives. Oh. Wow. Is this Joe's stand-up set? <laughs> <laughs> These clowns up in the White House. <laughs> Uh, apparently with immortals it's not quite so simple they come with a built-in bag of tricks that gives them a legitimate case to someone who's already out there trying to find god you have to wonder how many others have performed this scam before and i'm not even going there <laughs> i'm just talking about your basic snake oil salesman and bargain basement miracle workers i like that it's not addressing the like the giant elephant in the room. Uh, I wonder if there was a whole discussion in the writer's room about how far to push this point. I 100% bet there was. Uh, how many of them had nothing more going for them than a little bit of luck and a lot of immortality? So there you go. It says nothing about Lorca. <laughs> yeah. it, says no, not, right. it says not a thing. <laughs> it's just it's, it's some musing. <laughs> so if I was a watcher, like I need to find out everything I can about Lorca. Is that oh, what you It's get? just like fucking ramblings from Joe <laughs> Dawson. Like, well-known drunk and betrayer of the Watcher Oath. <laughs> and serial, like, on-again, off-again Watcher who had his tattoo removed and then had it put back. Great. Slash regional supervisor. <laughs> yeah. I want all of that in Joe's Watcher Chronicle to yeah. list, be listed under occupation. Drunken, on-again, off-again <laughs> betrayer, did you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah watcher oath betrayer. trasher. <laughs> oath trasher. You trashed your oath. So this is lots to talk about here, I still feel like. But... Sure, there is. Let's talk about it. What so, do we think? Tularka's nuts, right? Yes. Like, he's a bona fide whack job. Yeah. Yeah, I, this is another one of those moments where there's something at the end that just makes it seem like someone's truly going off the deep end like we talk about this with uh kamir where like we didn't think he was evil but at the end he's like i am kali like this isn't that like this guy was always obviously evil but he goes from just being like oh this guy's like cynical and evil to this guy's insane and evil because at first he's sort of like well who was i to argue that yeah but then it seems like he does think he's a god yeah i will 
maybe lightly disagree with you saying that he's straight up evil from the beginning. He does take this position of a god, which is wrong. Obviously, that is wrong. But like you said, like he was I'll like, well, they step- thought I was a god, and I guess I could help. Like he does seem very concerned with his people. Like he doesn't view them. Max is like, you've enslaved your own people here. He doesn't view it that way, which is, I think, good fodder for any villain. Like any villain does not think they're the villain, which is a good sure. thing. And so I don't know. I mean, I think he legitimately in the beginning does think he's doing his best to like I can protect these people in some way. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. I wouldn't say he's no. like straight up evil, and he has legitimate reasons for wanting to execute the two people that have come in, yeah. which is again to protect his people. He sees that as a, a noble cause. Yeah, and he would have let Matt go. Right. I think I do right. think we are supposed to think he would have legitimately let Matt go. I think so too. Until Matt was like, "Oh, I have to kill you now," mm-hmm. and he's yeah. like, "All right, well, fine then. You don't get to go." Right. But yeah, he goes off the deep end, I guess, from being entombed for 150 years. Right. And That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think they could have probably given some more. Like, leaned into that a little bit more, like, that he has really gone crazy. Because I think they there's, like, seeds of that. Like, Mac asks in the flashback, like, do you really think you're a god? And that's, I think, when he mentions, like, well, that's what they believe, so I'm not going to argue. Like, he doesn't really answer it. Right. But then, like, we do that's get... That's what we, you say. Yeah, like, but then we do get the answer to it at the end of the episode. Like, he, he is, like, I am a god, which I think I is supposed god. to contrast the beginning. Like, I don't think he really thinks he's a god in the beginning. I don't think he's delusional like that yet. But now he is. Right. But I don't think we ever get to explore. I don't know. I, I wish we had seen some crazy, more craziness or something from him. Then I don't know. But it's there, I your think, under the surface. Stick in your throat. <laughs> your, fat, your fattest tongue with lies. Your tongue is fat with lies. Your fattest tongue with lies. <laughs> he's great. The bad guy's great. He's, he crushes it. This is yeah. one of my favorite villains in the entire run. Yeah. yeah. He's good. He's it's really a, it's great. If you had to choose between flashback Lorca or present Lorca, do you have a, a version that you like more? Well, the costuming on past Lorca is gold, literally. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the lines he delivers as present Lorca is are just amazing. There's some good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, he's got the good stuff to say in the present mm-hmm. timeline. Yeah, so I give it. I think I have to give it to present Lorca. Yeah. Do you guys like the robe? I don't know if I'm, I'm sold on no, the robe. No, I don't, I don't, I don't like, like the it robe. Looks, yeah. It looks goofy. Yes, <laughs> like, it does look goofy. Yeah, I wish he just said some sort of other outfit that was, I don't know. Just dressing like me. normal. Yeah. 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 It worked for me in the the very first scene he wears it. In the cemetery? Or no, in the, when he in wakes the hospital. Up, oh. When he wakes him up in the yeah. morgue. Yeah. And like they could have done something else to make him look different mm-hmm. but i don't think I, seeing him in the robe all the time was like a little much yeah well he's like stumbling around at the fight <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> looks Swords a little silly yeah i think it's based on historic stuff like i think that's always cool when they tap back into some sort of like i had a thought about mythology. that a question so the mochi are a real people is this like offensive to them Ooh, that it's like qu- i was I'm wondering take, that too. i yeah. just assumed that they were made up Mm. Like I guess they don't exist anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they really not. do. I'm, I'm sure there's probably some descendants in Peru that are. When did you contra- say their civilization ended? Like seven. They they were known. Like their prominence was till 700 AD. So okay, a long that, time they, ago. They were gone before Europeans even showed up. Perhaps. Yeah. I mean, just based on. Well, I don't know if they're like gone or like were they incorporated into like any sort of other civilization. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just don't know if they were a like. A, an empire or something the way perhaps they were then. I don't know if that meant they were like eradicated. Like there just right. are no mocha left or something. Yeah. Cause I'm like, oh, so you took like a real religious mm. thing and are like, it's a Highlander like plot. Right. But I'm like, I don't care if 
people do that stuff with like Christian. But people would feel very elements. differently if this episode was just if this was about Jesus, <laughs> and they were yeah. like, "Oh yeah, Jesus was not real; he was just an immortal." People would like lose their mind. See, I could see how. Which if, I feel like they're bending over backwards to. In this episode, because we're not saying that. No, yeah, right, yeah. right. We're not saying yeah. anything about the Prophet Muhammad, or like right. we're not saying. Yeah, but yeah, I could see how. Yeah, this is this could be offensive because it is taking someone's culture and also being like and taking your ancestors and be like, look, they got tricked. Like, right? Yeah, like your silly ancestors were tricked by this this guy, this guy. Yeah, but as an idea, I think it's a good idea. Sure, and cool, barring if it's offensive or not, which yeah. I don't know if I'm qualified to say if it is. Or I don't not. know either. I'm inclined to say no. I think I feel like it's okay to base something on this culture that kind of seems to have no remnants left in some way. But like I don't know, is Stargate offensive? Right. Yeah. Stargate is based on what was a major Egyptian religion that I, people in Egypt seemingly no longer believe. Right. But you know, it's like oh, oh, you guys got tricked, like essentially by aliens. Right. Is the premise of Stargate, or is like. I don't know. We don't talk about like appropriating Norse gods for Marvel movies or, right. Right. you know, is Wonder Woman appropriating like ancient Greek, Greek. culture? Yeah. Like, we don't talk about that kind of usage of it as though it is offensive. But I guess it's solely because those cultures don't really exist anymore. Like, there's no one left to offend with North myth- Norse mythology. Just save people... a few of a few crazy people I've seen on the internet. <laughs> but like, just because people no longer believe it, right? Is that what makes it like if people like presumably no one still is worshiping the decapitator god, mm-hmm. right? So like, if this people still exists, but they don't worship this deity anymore, is it is then it yeah. still offensive? Mm. If they've yeah. all moved on, don't know. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Hmm, I don't know. I have no. I, I'm not sure. That's an I, interesting point. It is yeah. an interesting point. I'm, I'm giving it a. I don't know. I think I just carved out my position. I'm giving that a a soft. That's my soft view. I'm very ready to be persuaded. I feel like the Derek character is like the Reverend. Kind of takes over what I thought would be the Derek character's role. In what oh, way? Can you explain the way this would usually go? Derek would be like, "No, you're right. He's wrong, and I'm gonna." stand up to Larka and stop him or whatever. But really, it's like the Reverend does all that. Yeah, but he does step up at lifting. the end. He steps up at the end. Yeah. yeah. The way this plays out is more like a battle. It's like a three-way battle over Derek's soul as opposed to yeah. like Derek as like the agent of, like the principal agent of right. the action. Like, yeah. It yeah. would be more and interesting if he came to this all on his own because it's there like he does question very early on like why didn't the devil kill me on holy ground like and i mean he sees that obviously larka doesn't defend himself from the gun like it's like wait a minute like yeah. he could do it on his own but yeah the the reverend seems to come in and do all that stuff i i ultimately think don't think i mind it but like it's almost like they're doing something they're doing something different and i think what you described probably would have been doing something a little better or like just would have given things more time to breathe like, I kind of like the Reverend, but I don't know that he needed to be this central figure in this episode, but... Yeah. What do you think if the Reverend got killed? I wouldn't mind that. I assumed he was going to get yeah. killed. Though I like the idea that they made him a watcher and did that whole thing. Yeah, that's That's, actually, that's <clears throat> actually a lot of fun, but... Yeah, that is fun. Yeah. But, I mean, I like the idea that, like, the Reverend wants to go save Derek and, like, you know... I don't know. I, I feel like, again, on Derek's he path to priest re- of action. <laughs> realizing exactly what's going on here, like the Reverend's death might have been the final straw. Like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Like, he is literally a man of God and you've murdered him or I don't know. What they chose to do works. Yeah, sure. I mean, I was on board with all the major decision points, even if it could have been different. Paco. Paco. Well, the Paco thing is weird. Paco. Also, like, 
I don't know. You're meant to think that Mac is very attached to Paco, and I was not invested in their relationship at all. No. No. I didn't like Paco. (laughs) (laughs) It was weird. Senor McLeod, I'm so sorry. It's like, okay. I done fucked up, Senor McLeod. (laughs) It's true. You did, Paco. We should fight them. Really, Paco? Yeah. You're you're not seem to be doing so well. (laughs) Yeah. You're about to give them smallpox, though, so. Small Paco. (laughs) The only, like, structural thing I have with this episode is I wish... That Mac tearing down Lorca had been more true. Mac doesn't really do anything that actually causes the misfortune that befalls Lorca. Right. That doesn't say he doesn't deserve it, but, like, Mac didn't actually persuade those people. Yeah, he could have been the one to, like, really expose him. Like, yeah. see, look, he's not a god. Yeah, and it just did, that's just not what happened. Right. And then just Lorca, because he's nuts, blames him. Like, I always think these things are more interesting when somebody has a legitimate beef with McLeod. Sure. Like, maybe Lorca's a, not a good guy, but, like, he has a reason to want to come at Mac. Right. What is, like, Lorca's game? Like, this entire ruse about being god, is this solely just to get Mac? Well, I think he's going to keep the, the hustle going. Right. And also, I guess I just kind of wondered, it's like, oh, is he not a good sword fighter? Is he like, why is he Why is he using this ruse? I mean, obviously, it's working to his advantage, I suppose. But yeah, I guess I didn't know if this was like Mac specific. It seems like it is. Thus far. I get the impression this is like the, he's, this is the pilot program. Right. Yeah, the pilot, pilot yeah. project. Larkus pilot project. Do you think the episode would have been, been better if they the, the hideout was on the first floor of the chapel? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might have been a little more convenient because they had to do all those long winding shots of them going up the stairs to the mm. attic. Oh, or wait, did they? <laughs> <laughs> I think they cut those at the same time. Yeah, that checks out. I would cut them too. <laughs> <laughs> the height was like giving me a bit of a nosebleed mm. when they would go up there. Yeah, so that's My weird. Does that happen when you like bit? go up to the second floor of your place? Yeah. <laughs> Does that happen to, to you there too? It's very bad. Sometimes I just sleep on the sidewalk out front. <laughs> checks out. Do you think we're ready to rate this one? I yeah, think yeah. so. All right. has something good. Kyle, you have won the catalog game, which... You know what that means. You get to give your rating first. So how many lightning gods would you give this? This is four whole lightning gods for me. Right from the teaser, was in love with the premise of this episode. I think we get one of the most interesting villains with one of the best villain performances that we get. There's some interesting choices in the quickening that are worthwhile. There are some moral questions, good character development, fun Easter eggs if you've been keeping up with the show. This is a four. This is great. Don't miss this one. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how many sick guides would you give this? <laughs> I would give this episode. I'm going to go with four as well. All right. Is Watto back? Four. <laughs> it's Watto. Four sick gods. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Paco. Paco. Yeah. Four sick gods. Uh, guides. Not four <laughs> sick gods. God. Yeah. The villain's great. The moral question's great. Good reverend. <laughs> Good reverend. Great reverend. Great reverend. I'm always Great in it reverend. for a good reverend. Yeah. This guy's way better than the priest in Line of Fire. <laughs> and it's just like, they need to do more of this, like playing with the format. Like, this guy has figured out, like, a plot to trick immortals into working for him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really cool. And I feel like we haven't seen a lot of that this season. Sure. Of, like, them playing with the rules they set up in, right. like, crafty ways. And that's, I like that kind of stuff. So I was glad to see that in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a four. This is a must-watch. There are some episodes where it's like, what is an interesting use of immortality? Exactly. Or, like, what is an interesting wrinkle of immortality? Like, The Innocent is kind of like that. It's like, oh, we've got this concept of immortality. Let's link it up with this other concept and see how they mix. Sure. 
there's Yo, aspects of that here that are really It is better when they do like having a villain fight with dogs is not interesting. I mean, we loved it, but like right. but like that's it's not a great idea. That's not like a play like you said Eamon, like that this plays with the format and like they have this concept and then they start to figure out like well, how could you get creative with the concept and right. use it in a different way. That's great. And I, I mean, they even hinted that, well, it's a shitty episode, the, the money, no object, uh, like the idea that like, oh, like you could just get killed over and over again to get what you want. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I mean, that's not, they, they don't use it in a deep episode at all, but right. like that is a way to play with this idea of immortality that you could use it in this way if you wanted to. Yeah. Like they kind of perfected that in Immortal Chimoli. Like, oh, sure. They figured that out already. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that's just, a better example yeah. of the the money no objects. Yeah. yeah, the money no. Money this no. is a deeper ver- like Immortal Chimoli is kind of a silly episode in a lot yeah. of ways, but it's like it works really well. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a serious parallel to that. Sure, Keith. How many uh, church attic rentals would you give this episode? I'm going to give it four church attic Ooh, rentals as well. Four is running the board. Yep, I think this is a four great boards, concept. The four boards. Um, I do like. I mean. That it kind of even questions like some modern day religious ideas. I think that's neat. It's something that, I don't know, gives the episode like a little extra oomph, I think. It's like, ooh, like, what does this mean in this world? Interesting. Yeah, the villain's awesome. Sword fight's great. Quickening's fine. Um, I don't think I was actually sold. We didn't talk about this too much. Like, I, I'm less, I, the stuff getting burned into the ground, I'm okay. I don't really like the the stuff in the sky, like the glittery things that like, uh, sparkle lot, and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, eh, we don't need all, all that stuff. But that's okay. They play with it a bunch. The costumes and the flashback is like the flashback stairs are awesome. Yeah. This is yeah. one of the best flashbacks they've done. And it's crazy it's how far. convincing it is, I think. Oh, Again, just for like the low forest. Show, yeah. Like just they make it work. Yeah. Great makeup. Like they yeah. had a bunch of extras. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of work that went into this, which is yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah. This is a must see for me as well. It's one of my favorites, I it's think. Great. So. Great episode. Cool. Fords across the board. Who? Did we talk about the title at all? Ah, yes, we should talk about the title. Little Tin God. God, do you want to tell us what that means? Well, oh, I was going to say it's a song by Don Henley. <laughs> ah, yes. Ooh. It is a song by Don Henley. Which involves the phrase, but you don't have to pray to a little tin god. Step out of the way for a little tin god. You might hate the system, hate the job, but you never have to get on your knees. You don't have to holler, please, please. No, you never have to get down on your knees for a little tin god. But you were saying, oh, the uh, the phrase does seem to have earlier roots, uh, actually, with Rudyard Kipling's book, Plain Tales from the Hills. And Ooh. it was a phrase to describe these people that it's like a phrase that means like if you're a tin god, like you, you think you deserve accolades that you don't because tin is obviously it's not like, it's like the, the precious metals, like it's cheap, it's fragile. Mm. So if you're a tin god, you know, like you're, you're not really worth anything. Yeah. Uh, but it's a good name for the episode, I think. I agree. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So it's too self-important. Kipling. Ruddy Kip. Ruddy yep. Kip. Kips. The Kipster. Kip from the uh, Double Eagle. Kit. 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 Damn it. Kip Fisto. That's Kip. right. <laughs> Kip. <laughs> Ooh, Star Wars deep cuts. Beep, 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 beep. If you, you got to get into the extended universe or buy an action figure to get that name. Yeah. We've been talking a lot about Star Wars Episode One this episode. How about that? It's really guess true. who Eamon and I saw in L.A. <laughs> Bring that back. Oh shit, Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best, creator of Creator. I mean, <laughs> Act, I guess so. Actor in who a way. portrayed Co-creator. Jar Jar Binks. Yes, the Binks. The Binks. The Binks. Good. Does, <laughs> does it call us home the Bink Rink? <laughs> 
Bink <laughs> the Bink Frank. Thank you again for joining us this week as we discussed episode eight, Little Tin God. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Facebook. And also make sure to join our brand new Highlander Facebook discussion group called Highlander Rewatched discuss and it's being moderated by one of our great super fans paul h and that is the home to you know have more extended conversations about what we talk about on the podcast debate things what do you think Let's, fight fight yeah fight, that's right fight littleton god <laughs> finish him so join us next week as we're going to be talking about season five episode nine the messenger it's going to be another fun one we've been your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle this is Eamon. Bye. bye bye Watch this, you're gonna love my nuts. Watch this, you're gonna watch this, you're gonna watch this, 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 watch this. Watch my nuts. Wash my nuts. Oh, it's Washer Chronicles time. Yeah, wash my nuts. Washer Chronicles. Wash me outside. How about that?